All right, so if you know what we've been doing pretty much this week, it's just really centering ourselves around love. And that's really because as women, relationships are really important to us. Let's face it, right? And for married or unmarried women, either way, having a couple tips of, of knowing what to do, that guidance can really make all the difference. So in the previous podcast, we were doing a lot of people who are married, like sisters who are married, here's some tips. But then we've segued now into women who are unmarried. We want to keep it fair on the playing field. We have have women from, like I said, 137 countries. We have women from university, women who are just getting married for the first time, women who are having their first child, some women who have had their kids come and go, and now they're just empty nesters. They have kind of time to themselves to develop and work on themselves. We have a wide range of women. But right now, today, in, the, in just this week, and probably by next week, it'll probably start to teeter off and we'll go back into our normal stuff. We are talking about um, a lot of tips around love and how to get married and how do the right thing and mostly because I'm like super passionate because I've seen so many women do it the wrong way I have so many women call me and cry and complain and don't know what to do and they're lost and they're emotional and I just feel like if women had the right tools they could just avoid all of that drama and I wish that for every woman and just let you know if you are not looking to get married and this is not your thing as soon as we're done with this we have some really exciting stuff first of all we have a book club that's about to open up. Inshallah ta'ala, make sure that you definitely get in there if you want to join it. I think we're going to do something with Muslim mindset. A lot of stuff about like mental and emotional strength and focus and everything because Ramadan is coming. That's also exciting because if you're in Thrive, we have halakas coming up to prep you for Ramadan this early to get you to have an Islamic home. Setting up the home is super key. So excited about that. And definitely um, as we go into the rest of the podcast for February and March, you're going to see a lot of like women empowerment stuff around amazing Muslim women and a lot around fashion and hijab and just like all the other stuff that we want to think about as women and then a lot more just in between tips on like you know stuff to support you with like emotion and organization and all that good stuff you guys always love so just want to get you up to speed but today we're going to segue from what not to do and what to do instead when you're looking for a spouse all right let's get into the episode inshallah isn't that Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. And if you haven't already figured out, our, our kind of focus right now is, is getting women to get really confident really strong, super clear about how to find a guy the right way and the wrong way. Now, this week alone, I've had women call me about a ton of topics, and I'll give you some some ideas of like the conversations I've been having. I've been mentioning a lot lately that I do these consultation calls, these free calls. And I don't know, because of that, I guess a lot of women, there's just been a flurry of calls coming in. And as I'm coming in, like some of the topics, I just want you to know, because if you're a female out there, like sometimes you feel alone, like you're the only one going through something. And I want you to know, like some other things that women are chatting with me about, like one um, topic off, like I had a couple calls on this was like, you want your parents to like a guy that you want to marry, but they're totally not going to agree. Right. Or another one was like, uh, or you feel like they're not going to agree. You know, you don't know how to talk to them about it. Another one is like feeling like you have like self-esteem issues with yourself and you're just constantly questioning yourself whether or not like you're going to be able to get married. Anyone's going to want you. Um, 
you know, just a lot of like self-questioning. Um, I have a lot of calls on that. And I have a lot of calls on uh, women who just like, honestly, they just like had these complicated situations with guys they've been talking to for a while that they want to marry. And there's just like a whole bunch of stuff that's going around with that. And, you know, there's all different ways to go about, uh, I suppose, um, you know, doing things if you do it by a cultural way or you do it by like the Western way. But if you know anything about me here, I always do it by the Quran and Sunnah. And what I want women to know is I know everybody thinks it's so back home or uh, I, I get a lot of that or like, oh, that's so then now that stuff doesn't work. That is so not true. And FYI, if you guys don't know, all right, there's a huge surprise. If you are one of the women that are in our challenge, today is day five. If you have not been keeping up with the challenge get inside because you are going to love what we're putting out today. And for the rest of the sisters, if you decided not to join the challenge, by the way, the link is below. Technically, you shouldn't still be able to get in, but I've had a ton of women begging me. So I'm just like, look, do your thing. As long as you get all your stuff in by Sunday, go ahead, guys, have fun, right? Because it's, it's really nice. Just tons of women just pouring their hearts out to each other, being super honest, super, super supportive. Anyway, you have a huge surprise in there waiting for you and um, go get that. But if you're not into the challenge, you just want to do our free class, that is um, opening up January 25th. I only do it once or twice a year. Definitely, definitely get in there. We're going to be talking about an elaboration of what I'm talking about today. Today, I will give you a sneak peek, a snippet. Inshallah, let's get into it. Let's talk about like what please, please not to do and what to do instead. Now, if you're a woman who is worried about ever finding the ideal guy and you don't feel like someone will ever truly love you or understand you for who you are, what I need you not to do is I need you to not believe that, first of all. That's just like your own questioning of yourself. Now, if you have heard me talk before on the podcast, I've did like an entire emotion um, series and you guys know I have an entire course around emotions and like there's the whole mentality of we've had some really bad past experiences and we're now allowing them to become part of who we are and tell us who we are and define us. And so what I want to tell women who are looking for love is do not let bad past experiences define who you are. You are not your past experience. You are you. And they are two separate things. But too often, women who had some kind of very bad traumatic event is like, I can't go on. I can't move forward. I have this stuff, these thoughts in my head. And you guys know in my imagine, uh, in my emotions uh, free class that I do, I teach women what you need to know to get rid of those thoughts. Now, you guys should know that already. Now, that class is closed, but like whatever. The link is there if you want to get on for the waiting list of when it opens. But I need women to know that I have so many women, the reason they're marrying the right way is because they're beating themselves up emotionally and mentally. If that is you, please know that you have to get past that before you should start looking for a guy. Because otherwise you're coming to the whole relationship from a point of complete weakness. I see so many women settle for things that they honestly shouldn't settle for just because they've made up in their mind that no guy is going to want them. And that is just utter ridiculousness. So I want you to know that you are important, you are valued. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he doesn't make mistakes when he makes his creation. We make mistakes, but you know, Allah kareem. And so all you need to do is learn how to love yourself, learn how to, how to appreciate yourself, and then you will know the value of you and someone else will love you the same because someone's only going to treat you as good as you treat yourself. And if you don't already treat yourself so well because you don't really like yourself so well or you have these issues, 
that's not a good state to step into a relationship in. So what I advise women is things like told you some stuff not to do. Please don't be in that mental state and then look for a guy. If you need help, reach out to me. I had those free 15 minute calls. Talk to a girlfriend. Do what you got to do. I, you, you know, like anything to do self-esteem building. I have a ton of stuff around that. But please don't go into marriage with that state. Number two. Another thing, please, please to avoid is a lot of women have heard a ton of horror stories and they think that those horror stories are going to be their story, all right? So if you're a woman who like, you don't want to pick the wrong guy because you've heard some horrible stories and now you like live in fear as you like choose a guy because you don't know if he's going to lie to you, you don't know if he's going to cheat on you, you don't know if he's going to like be who he really says he is. Now, I actually totally get all that. I Even when I married my own children and in the, the free class you guys are going to hear, I'm going to tell this story of how I married my daughter. And this is like a very, very heartfelt story for me because I, I don't want to give it away. You'll see when you get in there. But subhanAllah, like it's it's hard for young girls. And I feel you when, when you don't know what you're going to get into. And But here's the thing. By the method that I honestly, I share with women, like whatever, for a lot of you, I know you're going to be in the free class, you'll totally know. I have like a spouse seeking formula that I teach women. It's like a four phases. Once you know that and you do that, all that other stuff really doesn't matter because it doesn't frame where you're going. That's just, again, another mental state that we need to get ourselves out of. We don't think in fear. We only fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah kareem. We trust his qadr. We have to have tawakkul. We have to have trust. And we got to move forward. If you're going to live in fear, you're going to make bad decisions. And decisions that are based off of emotional reactions. You don't want to decide on a guy like that. Please, ladies, don't do that. And the last one I want to tell women um, not to do is to not know the steps. I had so many really beautiful sisters call me just this week and last week alone. They're doing it all the wrong way and be totally honest. And they thought they were doing a good job. I've had more than one woman tell me that she's helping some guy lead him to Islam, but she's doing a ton of haram texting and talking to him to do it. Allah is not going to bless your relationship. Even if you're doing it, there's no such thing. You cannot break Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's far to do a sunnah there's no such thing and if you're a revert you know what I mean what I'm trying to say is like there's certain ABCs of Islam you can't like mess those up and then do like extra stuff like you know like it's like it's like smashing the cake but then like spreading whipped cream like what's the point of the whipped cream when the cake is in pieces you know what I mean it just doesn't make any sense so that foundational stuff is clear right there's a now so for the women who are going to go into the piece about like well, how am I supposed to find a guy? That's why I told you I have the class. I can't go into all this now, but there is a way to do it. And I want women to know if you are a revert or if you're a born Muslim or whatever, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't live next to other Muslims. I know like with the pandemic, it's horrible because now it's like an extra layer of like, well, at least I could go to the masjid to find guys or I can go to like an Islamic class. Now I'm stuck in my house so much. How am I supposed to find a guy now? But again, I have the approach for that. Like These are all just mental things that women are telling themselves to get themselves upset, worked out, worried, and worried. And just so just don't do it. I, I There's a way for that. And it's called the Quran and Sunnah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. All my free class does is is I, I put it together. I'm like the bridge. I put it together in a presentable way. I took the stuff that everybody's supposed to know and I made 
it understandable in the framework of today, in the reality. I'm very keen on like what you guys are going through. I understand like you're kind of low key, some of you talking to guys and your parents don't really know. I have girls all the time. Like I've been kind of checking this new guy out, not because I want to do anything haram, but because I want to figure out like who he is before I tell my dad about him. Cause I don't want to hear my dad like, going off on me. Like I want to, like they want to come with some solid information and I get it. They're still doing it all wrong. So what I want to say is I want to tell all women, if you're like young in university, there's a way to do it right where you can still get to know the guy and you don't have to like put yourself in a bad position with the less pen with the Isla or your father. And then there's another one. If you're a woman who's a little bit older and, and whether you're a divorcee, I have a lot of divorcees. I was a woman who the first time around, I did not get married by the Quran and Sunnah. I did not have parents who knew that information and I had to learn it myself. And that's what I'm going to tell women. Um, the other thing is, Please don't rely only on your parents. And I know that sounds horrible to say. I know parents are going to be listening going, why would you say that to young women? Let me tell you why. Parents are amazing. My own parents love them to pieces. But not every parent have has the tools to understand how to marry their child by the Quran and Sunnah. Case in point. Let me give you a perfect example of advice that women have called me up about asking if their parents are correct. Hi, my dad is from, I'm not going to say the country, blah, blah, blah. He told me that he trusts me. I know what to do. I should go find a guy on my own. And once I found one, bring him home. No, please no, that is not correct. I have another one. My parents told me I'm only allowed to marry um, guys from my culture, um, because it's too difficult to marry guys outside of my culture. It wouldn't be good for our family and da, 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 da. So I therefore have this small pool of guys that I have to choose for. Some of them are like my cousins from back home. And, and, and my mom says like that, that's how it goes. No, that's not true. Let me go to another example. Um, you know, like my dad said, in order for me to get married, I have to first go through all of university and then get married. But I feel like right now I'm going to do something haram because I really like think I, I know what I want and I want to get married now. But my dad's like, you're 22, wait till you're 26, you're 27, you're done with your whole university and then get married. No. Okay. Why do I say no to all these? None of these are from Islam. These are all completely imposed on these girls from either a parent's personal opinion or a cultural perspective. And none of them are from Islam. This is what I mean by girls cannot rely on their parents alone. Not because parents are bad. Parents love their children. I am a parent. I had to marry three of my children. I would never want anyone to tell a child, oh, you know, don't listen to your mother. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said there's certain times where we should, I don't want to say the word disobey, but we do not have to obey our parents is when they're telling us something against Islam. For example, if I want to pray, then I should be praying, even if my mom tells me not to pray. If I want to wear hijab, I should wear hijab because it's, 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 um, it's expected of me by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if my parents tell me not to. I have parents telling girls all the time that they shouldn't be doing things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells them to do. And guess why? Like, why would a parent do that? Let's be really real. And for all the parents out there who don't think about this, and I had to think about this myself, all of us do as women. I'm all about like owning what we do. Let's just be real. Um, we sometimes care more about what people think, right? Than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thinks. Right? I care more about like what people are going to say about me and what kind of a mother I am that I let my daughter marry a guy from this country. Um, I care more about, you know, people think about me than I let my daughter marry a guy like he didn't even finish college yet. You know, da 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 da. 
And I told a uh, sister the other story, the story uh, the other day, the story of Musa alayhi And I want to bring it out right here. And I know it's kind of a crazy story when you hear it this way, but it is an absolutely beautiful story, an absolutely beautiful story that is a perfect example of how we've got it all wrong when we're marrying ourselves or we're marrying our daughters. And as women, I want all women, whether your parents are, and I'm hoping some parents are listening to this right now, even though they heard me say it was for this topic, because you have to marry your daughters, right? And this was my responsibility that I had to realize, right? And so subhanAllah, I want you to hear this, and we don't think about this, because we think of Musa, he's a prophet, he's amazing, he did this. Okay, when Musa, he ran away from Fir'aun, he was um, a fugitive on the run. Would we ever label Musa, as a fugitive on the run? No, of course not, he's our prophet, you know, peace be upon him. But at the same time, isn't that what he technically would be if he was today? A fugitive on the run from the law. The, the Fir'aun, Pharaoh, was the law then. And he was running away from him because of what happened in Egypt, right? And then he ran away. And so he is running from place to place in hiding. So he doesn't have a home. He had to flee his home there. And so now he is a fugitive on the run who is homeless. Then, because he's a fugitive on the run who has no home, therefore homeless, he doesn't have a stable job. He's moving from place to place. So he is jobless. And all of us are like, No, but this is real. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us this story in the Quran of how Musa one day he, he's passing through by a well and, and one woman she's trying to get water for her animals and she's being troubled a bit by the men around the area and basically what Musa does he's a very tough guy is he comes and he, he asks permission to take the animals to, to get them watered because it was a crowd of men so she didn't have to and he waters them and he gives them back to her and when he gives them back to her he doesn't say oh assalamu alaikum so do you live around here what's your dad's name what's your family hey where are you from no billah. he has adab he has, he has manners he has good character he doesn't make eye contact he hands her the, the, the animals and he walks away and that was it. Well, guess what happens? This woman, she goes to her father, who is a big sheikh. He's a big, like a scholar. He's an, a man of knowledge. And she tells her father about this man who had helped her with beautiful manners that she hadn't seen from the other men around her. And the father asked her to bring Musa, salam, to him. So somehow Musa gets to him. He is a fugitive from the law. He is homeless and he is jobless. Huh? What happens is the father speaks to him. He asks the right questions. He looks for the right things. He knows how to look for his daughter by the Quran and Sunnah. And guess what happens? He asks if he will marry his daughter. Can you imagine? I want to say that again. He asked a fugitive of the law who was homeless and who was jobless to marry his daughter. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala need us to understand from this story? That our qualifications for men are all wrong. 
I'm, well, am I asking you to go like marry a guy who's homeless? No, I'm not like, hey, find the next homeless person. And that's, that's the, the ideal guy. I'm not telling you to look for these types of things. And by the way, when someone's homeless, they're homeless for Allahu Alam reason. Do you see? Musa, salam, he was homeless, but for a very good reason. There was injustice being taken against him like Allahu Alam maybe the next person we see outside we have a thought about them oh they're homeless but maybe there was injustice against them maybe a hor- horrible event happened that got them evicted from their homes that could have happened to any one of us it's about not judging on labels so let me give you the opposite so okay the sheikh who's very knowledgeable knows how to get married by the, the Quran and so to marry his children and guess what in the end she marries a prophet. He didn't come forth and say, hey, I'm a prophet and I have this huge title. But in the end, that's what she got. Because you know why? They were looking for the right things. Subhanallah. Now, what are we looking for nowadays? And this is what I mean. This is the last part I'm going to tell you about what not to do. What not to do is to marry your child off or to marry yourself off based on the guy's degree, what country he's from, hmm? Okay, how much money he makes, you know, this and that like these are what we look for i see i'm on whatsapp groups where i see people putting cvs and i talked about this last time like subhanallah okay so what we need to do is know a better way so now i'm going to segue into okay that was like what not to do let's talk about what you need to do well i'm going to go into it in depth in the class on the 25th just know that because there's only so much i can say in like five to seven minutes but what i want you to know today that there are generally four phases that you have to go through as a female. And I need every female to be equipped with these tools. And that's why I'm bringing them up today. What are they? Now, I put them together into um, what I call like a spouse seeking or the spouse seeking framework. Because I've seen people leave out one piece. It's, It's just such a disaster. I've seen one person, you know, do two of the pieces out of the four, disaster. Even if you're missing just one, it can be a complete, it usually is, let's just say, a complete disaster. And when I touch on them, you'll understand what they are and you'll understand how important they are. What I would say to every woman is before you commit to a marriage, make sure you're solid on these four things, right? So let me just go into them really quick. The first one is make sure that you've done your own self-work. And like I said, I'll go into what that means in the class. But If you have not fully explored yourself, you know, are you ready to get married? What are your non-negotiables? What are you looking for a guy exactly? Like you have to, I've, I've asked women on so many phone calls, when you look for a guy, what do you look for? And they tell me, and I'm, I'm finding so many wrong things. Oh, he should have a thawb. He should go to masjid. He should go to, these are not the only, and then they're they're like, this is it. They, They give me a list of five things and they're like, that's pretty good. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we're missing so many things, guys. So many things. I could tell you so many people who are not good who might have those qualifications, but you wouldn't know because they're stopping there. They're not looking ahead. The other one is you need to know once you're done looking at yourself and doing all the self-work, again, I'll get deeper into that in the class, you have to know what to look for in the guy. And so again, 
as a female, they kind of usually skip the self-work part I find with women and they go right into the guy. Like, where is he? Where is he at? Where can I find him? Who does he know? Who does he hang out with? What's, let's, let's go like, you know, troll him on Facebook, on Instagram. Let's see who he friends, who he doesn't friend. Like, this is how they're doing it. And this is, again, totally off. So the way you need to do it instead is you need to find out what does the Quran and Sunnah say? What did the, the Prophet, peace be upon him, say were the characters of the people of paradise? So the people, like, if you're looking for a father for your child, you want to know who are the who what are the qualifications you should be looking for and in modern day sometimes it's hard for people to translate what those look like now because they're written in a certain way you know in the quran but that's what we go over in the class we get really super specific the third one is you really need to know the family and this is the one i want to stress on right now is just really knowing the family so i had a girl call me the other day and she was talking about how like she wanted to marry this guy but the parents of the guy would not agree the guy wanted to marry her. She wanted to marry him, but the parents wouldn't agree. Now, I got really deep with her into why the parents didn't want them to get married. And by the time we were done, she still had not picked up on all the red flags, which is one of the red flags I mentioned before lightly, which was about like red flags about the family. And I saw about three red flags right there about the family. And I was like, sister, I just want you to know there are a lot of problems with this family right now just to get married. And you haven't even gotten married yet. I want you to know that you really need to consider this. And then I had another sister call me the other day and she was telling me how heartbroken she was over a guy who she couldn't marry. And in the end, I found no joke, five or six big red flags that she should have never, like some of them involved, like there's things that I think we don't realize when we see those flags, how much they can be very bad for us later. Let me give you one example. One of them was the guy wasn't, the, the family wasn't straightforward that they were having the, the boy talk to her, but they were also having the boy talk to other people to see, you know, they weren't totally sold on her yet. They wanted to see maybe if there was any other girls out there. And so when she found that out, cause it just, you know, Allah, Allah Karim, Allah unveils things, even though the family tried to hide it, they were not honest at all. When she confronted the family, they just like lie. And the boy oh, yeah, I don't know anything about that. Let me get back to you about that. I'll go ask my family. And he saw she was heartbroken. He doesn't talk back to her for three days. And by the third day, she's like, do you think maybe it's true? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. First of all, he's not straightforward and honest. The family's not straightforward and honest. They're looking for other people and telling you something else. You're not even married yet. Please see these flags. So definitely, you know, knowing what to look for in the family, what to pay attention to, the right questions to ask, them, your your spouse about them, your potential spouse about them, all those things. And the last one is one where women make so many mistakes, which is the actual steps. Oh, this Walima or Nikah or what? Or what can we talk? Can we hold hands? Can we chat on the phone? Can we text? Can we exchange uh, photographs? What are we allowed to do? And why do you need to know this? This is my last piece of advice. You have to know this stuff. Let me tell you the real secret. Because even if you did everything else right, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises in the Quran and Sunnah, if you have a bad beginning, you will have a bad ending. I'm going to say that again. If you have a bad beginning, you will have a bad ending. If you start the relationship in a haram way, because you didn't know, okay, oh, Allah forgives us of the ignorance. But he doesn't allow us just to be ignorant and never seek knowledge. No, the, the mu'min, the believer is supposed to seek knowledge. That's why I made the class for free. I need all women to please know this is open and available. You need to know these things. And I'm going to go into them in deeper um, aspects of why you need to know them and exactly this and that. 
and everything. And I need you to know that these are the things that you have to pay attention to. And if you do things the wrong way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's not going to help you. He's not going to turn your father's heart to make you marry the guy. He's not going to, he's not going to make the relationship work out with the guy. In the end, something usually not good happens. And I know that not because I'm a psychic, because it's common sense. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it in the Quran, and Allah is the best keeper of promises, one. And two, because I've done this for 20 years, talked to thousands and thousands of women, helped them with this, and I've seen what they've gone through. And I also work with tons of married women who didn't do these things and who have disastrous situations where now I'm helping them and giving them consultation on how to take next steps on what to do to possibly avoid divorce. Or they, they some of them, they just really want divorce. And, and it's really honestly such a mess. And so many of you beautiful women out there, not married right now, I do not need this stress for you. I do not need you to experience these things for no reason. And if what you can learn in 30 minutes will save you drama and stress and the possibility of divorce and depression and suicidal thoughts, which all these women are expressing to me because they're trapped now for the rest of your life. Oh my goodness, guys, let's stop being lazy. Let's take 30 minutes and learn something. Please, sisters, invest in yourself. Invest in your unborn children. Invest in your own mental, emotional, physical sanity and health. It's really important that we equip ourselves with the tools to take care of ourselves and really secure our future as women. All right. May Allah bless you. I hope that was helpful. Happy Friday. Have an amazing weekend. And I'll talk to you in the next podcast. Don't forget, the link is below. Get on the waiting list for the free class. Hope to see you inside. Um, inshallah, bismillah. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.